feel like I'm a part of the journey by helping everyone express in a humanized way like what they've gone through to become an attorney. Every lawyer has a story worth telling. I want to make them shine. It actually makes me feel good to make somebody else feel good. You're listening to Personal Injury Mastermind, where we give you the tools you need to take your personal injury practice to the next level. Founder of Lawyer Stories, Benny Gold has captured the amazing experiences of attorneys across the nation since 2017. On a mission to build a positive community between attorneys, Benny's podcast gets personal with legal professionals. He is all about networking and creating meaningful professional relationships. He has shared thousands of stories that focus less on cases won, but on inspiration, motivation, personal challenges, and their views on the law and life. And he does all of this in his spare time. By day, Benny is the executive director for the North Central Massachusetts Housing Authorities. Today, we discuss growing an audience organically by using the Gary Vee method and boosting engagement on social media, the inspiration behind lawyer stories, and what any lawyer who wants to start a podcast needs to know. I'm your host, Chris Stryer, founder and CEO of Rankings.io. We help elite personal injury attorneys dominate first page rankings with search engine optimization. Being at the forefront of marketing is all about understanding people. So let's get to know our guest. Here's Benny Gold, founder of Lawyer Stories on how his legal career shaped his podcast. I've always been interested in law, mostly uh, constitutional law, 14th Amendment, Third and Fourth Amendment type of law really interested me. First Amendment, I was a legal studies major at UMass Amherst, and uh, like that was sort of sociology in the law. Took a year off after law school, uh, and then decided if I didn't go to law school, then I probably never would. So I went to law school, got the law degree, and I ended up in Connecticut, passed the bar there. I work there, and then I ended up uh, ultimately right now I'm, I'm living in Massachusetts. I just had a, a really big interest in really sociology and the law. I loved uh, movies like The Paper Chase, a 1973 classic uh, at a Harvard Law School. And I kind of always knew I'd end up doing something with sociology and law, like people, the reasons why they went to law school. I always found a lot of it interesting because it's really like no other profession. I feel like there's people go for these really unique reasons. So that that's sort of how I got into it. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree more. You know, we've had Joe Freed on a previous episode where he was like a police officer. And we've had these just it's so interesting how individuals transition into law. You're interested in law, you get your law degree and you had this path. So kind of take me from there. What were some of the early career career moves you had? And then kind of take me up to lawyer stories and what you're doing today. So I actually had a really short stint in New Jersey after law school. Um, I worked with He's the first Sikh mayor of Hoboken, so Ravinder Bala. He wasn't mayor at the time. He was doing law, but he took me in. I was working a little bit for him. So anyway, I was a short stint in New Jersey, a few months. I ended up back in Maine working a non-legal job. It was a little bit difficult. You know, I just uh, spent all this money on law school. I thought I had all this knowledge. I thought I could go out there if I had a mentor and and do what I wanted to do and, uh, you know, learn an area in the law, but it didn't happen like that. I ended up doing, working at a big corporation and a non-legal job, very low paying for what it's worth at the time. 
Um, and I, you know, they hired me. It's hard. It's, it's actually hard to get a job. Like sometimes when you're, when you have a law degree and people don't think you're going to stay there for the long haul. So I found a really nice boss who said, look, give me at least one good year. I actually ended up giving her two years in Maine. And then I needed to move out of Maine, right? I mean, I love Maine, but I wanted to move out. So I had some friends in law school from Connecticut. I ended up taking the Connecticut bar, moved down there without a job at the end of 2009. I was sitting on the couch one day at night looking at Craigslist for jobs. And I see something opening at the uh, legal department at the housing authority down in New Haven. So I'm like, okay, like this seems interesting. So I go in for a temp interview and I got the job. So I ended up at the, uh, the housing authority down there, the downtown uh, New Haven. So I worked in the legal department. They ended up uh, creating a job, an entry-level attorney job. You know, I applied just like everybody, government work. You have to, you know, they have to put that out there for everybody. So I ended up there for about four years, moved on to another housing authority in Connecticut. I did landlord-tenant. I did government contracts. You know, I was going to court in New Haven, uh, housing session. And then I moved on to another uh, housing authority. It wasn't a good fit. It was about 10 months. And then I left that job. I found a job back in Massachusetts, a little closer to home. I was excited to move back to Mass. I ended up the uh, assistant executive director of a housing authority. Now, mind you, I was just an attorney for a housing authority. So now I'm assistant executive director for a housing authority in central Massachusetts. You know, I literally I applied to this job and had to look up on a map like where the town was that I was moving to. I needed a another start. I wanted that housing is good in industry. It's very it's meaningful. You're helping people. So I ended up the assistant director there. My boss left and, uh, after a few years. Great guy was my mentor in housing, still is. And then the board there appointed me executive director. So three and a half years later, I'm executive director of four public housing authorities in North Central Mass. And, you know, along the way, I've grown lawyer stories. Uh, in the morning, I prepare for my podcast during my lunch breaks. I record my podcast in the evening when my kids go to bed. So it's a hustle. I launched the Lawyer Stories Instagram account in 2017. We're actually coming up on five years. July 8th will be like the first time I launched Lawyer Stories. But the podcast has actually been around since February 2020. Right before COVID, we had a big, we had a nice networking event uh, in Miami with uh, for Lawyer Stories with Sidebar South Florida. Kristen Corpian, if you're out there, here's a shout out. And so we had an awesome networking event for Lawyer Stories in Miami in January. I decided I needed to launch a podcast and bring it off the page. So the podcast has been around for about two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. and it's fantastic. You know, and that that's how I got to know you. And and your podcast has really blown up and you, you, a ton of attention. Your Instagram Thank is very you. large in the legal space. And for our audience that uh, may not know about Lawyer Stories, just briefly, what is Lawyer Stories? you know, uh, what's the show about? So you you, re, you go onto a law firm website, right? And everybody's got their biography about their credentials, their accolades, their resume, like where they went to law school, like what clubs they belong to, where they went to undergrad, you know, moot court, law review, all that. That's tremendous. That's great. Everybody wants to see it. But what's missing is the human side of attorneys. So what I set out to do after, you know, my little journey to get to where I am right now, 
I said, you know, if I sort of have a story, like everybody else must have a story, started an Instagram page where I said, I want to hear people's journeys, but I want, I don't want to hear it coming from somebody else. I want to hear their narrative. So I started with like four or five people that I knew, four or five attorneys that I knew and told them what I was looking to do. And then I figured out how to use Instagram. It's all organic growth. Everything's organic. Just figuring out how to, you know, use Gary V's methods about how to, uh, you know, engage with people in similar um, fields that you're in and try to get attention over to your page. I did that to some degree. And so Lawyer Stories is all about people basically telling their path, their journey to the practice of law. You know, we have a lot of stories about immigrants who came over and, and now are attorneys. It's just remarkable things. People who you know, had a step back because maybe they committed a crime or they did something and they didn't think they'd be able to move forward from it. So it's basically humanizing the profession, putting the lawyers out and law students in a good light. It's always interesting because we do a lot of SEO work when I go to a website and I see the bio, it's like, so there's no human element. It's like credentials, credentials, credentials. Right. So I love, I love the story component to it. And I think uh, people buy from humans, right? They want to know people that they like and trust. And, and you kind of mentioned a few, but like, are there a couple memorable stories that just like hit you that you just, when you think of lawyer stories, you think of maybe those examples. I love the ones where people really just didn't come from much and they, they had to hustle and do it on their own. There was a story, one of our first podcasts about, you know, a teacher telling this person that they couldn't do it and they, you know, they weren't cut out to be a lawyer and then they come back and they, they're able to complete undergrad, go through law school and become an attorney. I really like enjoyed featuring them and like, and, uh, you know, so I kind of feel like I'm a part of the journey by helping everyone express in a humanized way, like what they've gone through to become an attorney. On podcasts and in the courtroom, the narrative is everything. Ben explains how he taps into the human element and draws out amazing stories from his guests. I like to say that the Lawyer Stories podcast is casual and comfortable in conversation. I'm not adversarial. Um, there's enough of that out there. There's enough people, you know, challenging other people's beliefs and being adversarial uh, for me. Mm-hmm. And the profession itself can be adversarial. I mean, you're either tearing things apart or you're putting things together. I don't want to be that host. I want people to come into my show, be comfortable talking to me, be casual if they want to bring a cocktail on with them, like I'm down with that. You know, we start right from the beginning. Like, where are you from? Like, where were you born and raised? What was that like? Like, what, you know, what was your family like a little bit? And I get people to open up a little bit. And I, I truly do appreciate and I genuinely have an interest in in all of these stories. And so I just really want people to be comfortable. So, you know, whoever's watching and listening can really see the uh, the attorney and how they are. I'm not trying to make them soft because I know clients don't want a soft attorney, but I want I want people to know that certain people out there, certain attorneys really have a good reason for wanting to be an advocate. So I really like to highlight things that the attorney wants to highlight. I want to make them shine. It actually makes me feel good to make somebody else feel good. So um, I'm really into doing that sort of thing making them the hero and stand out. I love those pull quotes. And when you get those little clips in the video that are really powerful, you know, so you mentioned earlier, you said like the Gary V style of promoting your Instagram. So 
last I checked, Lawyer Stories had over 50,000 followers. Yep. And you said organic, which is organic. amazing, right? Organic, That's yeah. not pumping the ads, not buying followers, doing no. the, you know, the follow, unfollow thing. So let, let's break that down because I'm sure many of our audience don't know, like, like what's the Gary V style? Like, like, so how are you approaching building a community on uh, Instagram specifically? I think you have to look at certain posts as a cocktail party, right? Like you see somebody write something and you jump in there and you say, Hey, that's a great idea. Or somebody writes something about um, a football game. If that's what you're into and be like, Hey, that was, that was interesting. But did you see that play? Like, why didn't they call this? And you get in there and you have, and you comment and you engage on people's posts. If you don't want to comment on everything, you can like their, their posts. And then, you know, you want them to see, uh, come back and say who liked this post. And then they see, Oh, lawyer stories, you know, they like the post or this person liked the post. What are they all about? And then they go and they look at you and they say, Oh, this is pretty neat. And then you, you sort of can open up a dialogue or they might just follow you back uh, and you get noticed because right now, it's really, and this sounds really self-serving, uh, what I'm about to say, but I, I really think Gary Vee says this too. It's uh, it's all about attention, right? Like you want people to, to see lawyer stories. Like you want it out there. You know, I have hats. I wear like, you know, like T-shirts and hats, you know, whatever. But you want it to be out there. So you got to go in and do those things on Instagram. And you can't just do it for five minutes. Like you literally have to search hashtags. Go. You could either go to the recent posts or the top posts. I like to do recent uh, because it shows that the person is pretty active on Instagram. So you go into the recent posts and you, you you know, you engage a little bit. If you like what you see, I'm not saying be fake, don't do that, but jump in, create your virtual world, make a friend. Like that's what it's there. That's what we're all doing on social media is we're trying to, you know, connect with each other, connect with the world. I know some people probably have different, uh, motives for it. But for me, it's really to just, uh, you know, connect and get as many attorneys that we can to see what we're doing and to be a part of our community. I think that what you're saying here too is is different than I think most of our listeners, uh, how they interpret social media. Like a lot of times it, it's post the content, you know, try to get the reshares and it's just all about like your content. But like, I think the engagement side is really lacking and I know Gary V talks about this too, but like when you get a post, like the best thing you can do is reply to every person that comes. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important if people are showing you that they want to engage with their, with your content, uh, you should get in there and engage back with them. Really. So let's talk about so we, the engagement. What about like the content itself, the media itself, you know, stories, are you, are you doing the reels? Are you doing, are you doing it all? Like what's some of the best practices? That yeah. I find recently, uh, and this is something that we've added to our podcast is um, finding a clip from like a 60 second clip and adding it to the reels, trying to put it on TikTok. I find TikTok a little difficult. I like it. I can watch it, but mm-hmm. haven't really gone crazy on TikTok, but I find finding that clip, asking somebody for a nugget of advice and then breaking it down into 60 seconds and getting that on your Instagram reels and then sharing it, sending it out to a few people. I think that is key because a lot of people, and this goes for my podcast too, I understand that a lot of people might have difficulty listening to a 30 or 45 minute podcast unless you're driving to work and you have a commuter or that's actually your thing. You'd rather listen to podcasts and music. And I think our attention spans because of social media are actually shorter, right? So I think people 
want to jump on their phone, look at the reel, see a 30 second clip of like some great advice um, that Chris Dreyer is giving and then, you know, move on from there. And then if they're interested, they come look at the full episode. So that that's something that I've been trying to really do. I've also been trying to work LinkedIn a little bit, which is kind of difficult um, to get engagement there, I found. So we do have a LinkedIn page now. I've been putting the clips up there and like dropping the podcast episodes up there with a link uh, and trying to create somewhat of a community there. It all takes a lot of time and dedication, though. So time's limited. So you just do the best you can. You know, it's funny you mentioned because on my commute, I'm like a, I'm like listening to a podcast or an audio book every yep. day. I've got a little, little short 30 minute commute. But what's yep. funny is I'll go to lunch and I'll, I'll get on TikTok and it's just like, you know, you're watching these little clips and I'm like, oh my God, I just spent 40 minutes looking at yeah. TikTok. Oh. Like what happened? You just when, lost. Oh gosh. When, when I first found out about TikTok, I was, I couldn't put the phone down before I went to bed. I was like looking at this thing for like hours. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, I think it's something their algorithm, it's just so smart on like what you engage on and what you watch and it starts to serve similar things like that. And you just go down yeah. the rabbit hole, you know, also on the, for the attorneys listening that are looking to start a podcast, what's some of your recommendations to get started? Uh, just general advice for those, maybe even considering the the channel itself, just on your thoughts on the channel and how to get started. Obviously you want to kind of narrow it down to what topic you want to do. If you want to talk to other attorneys about what they do or talk or, you know, go into talk about certain cases, I think you got to find the platform that works for you. You got to obviously find, you know, where you could post the podcast. Like I use Libsyn. I don't know if you've heard of that. Like I use Libsyn yeah. in the podcast. We actually started a, a YouTube page, a YouTube channel, probably, you know, four or five episodes in, I decided like I should have people on video it helped me connect a little better, uh, seeing the person and talking to them. So you really have to decide like what your style is. Are you going to be wearing a suit and uh, you know do it during your day and and have it really buttoned up? Because we've seen those too. I think it really depends on your style. You have to identify it. And there's really so many ways you can do things now with social media. You can really make it your own. Uh, you can make your own identity. Uh, that's that's definitely something that I find super interesting about the whole uh, social media thing. For instance, really, before I started becoming known as like Benny, I guess, in the lawyer stories community, it was really like my close friends who called me Benny as like, you know, I, I took it as like an endearing sort of thing. Didn't love it at first. But then I thought, you know what? I was like Benny G in high school. I like it. It's endearing. Call me Benny. And then it sort of just like caught on with like the lawyer stories thing. So that's sort of how I'm known. Having a podcast is like your way to sort of put your identity out there more. Like, do you want it or buttoned up? Do you want it to be laid back? Like, I think it's a good opportunity for attorneys to show their personality a little bit. Benny, this has been great. You've been, you know, so helpful on, on regards to growing a social following, you know, what lawyer stories is doing and what it's all about, you know? So one final question here, what's next for Benny gold? What's next for lawyer stories? We have the podcast pretty much down. We want to expand and, uh, you know, start or launch a membership and a community. Um, you know, we have a nice listserv going, uh, about 500 legal professionals. We have a nice email group that's aside from the listserv. We have a website, thelawyerstories.com. Um, and now, you know, we want to bring everybody together and find value in how we can help everybody out and help everybody meet each other. We find that Lawyer Stories is all about introducing 
attorneys to attorneys, law students to attorneys, law students to uh, law students, and uh, eventually that could lead to a referral source. So we're really just trying to build like a, a huge community. We do have some big things coming in the works, so we hope everybody will stay tuned and see what's up with that. When moving potential clients through the stages of no like, and trust, few content channels packs as hard as a punch as podcasting. Benny has gone beyond the credentials to tap into the human story of each guest. For attorneys thinking about starting their own podcast, begin with a niche and remain authentic to your brand and voice. The hard work may take time, but will pay off in the long run. I'd like to thank Benny Gold from Lawyer Stories for sharing his story with us, and I hope you gained some valuable insights from the conversation. You've been listening to Personal Injury Mastermind. I'm Chris Dreyer. If you liked this episode, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from our listeners. I'll catch you on next week's PIM with another incredible guest and all the strategies you need to master personal injury marketing. Marketing.